It's Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, 14th of June, seven days away from State of Origin. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shadwicker here, joined by Shane Lee, as always, who's trimming down. You're on the man shakes, mate, I hear. I am, mate. I've started the man shake challenge. I thought uh, I'm turning 50 in August, mate, so it's time to get serious. I'm trying to lose a few kilos, so... It's a really easy way. It's a simple mirror replacement, and um, and a few mates have done it, and it really works. So, um, watch your space, mate. I'm going to be only a shredded human being very soon. Oh, really? Well, you know, when you're on the man shakes, you got to give up the thick shakes as well at the Macca's drive-through. Just remember well, that, no, mate. It's good. It's 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 apparently it's got a lot of good stuff in it as well. So you're not not going without. So um, look, I just think these days, mate, we eat way too much food, and um, particularly me. So I'm going to try and cut back a bit, mate. You've got a podcast called Lunch with Lee. Yeah, that's right. That's why I've got to I've got to try and balance it out with some yeah, some man shakes, mate, in the morning. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. That's how you get away with having three bottles of wine during a podcast. It's really just an excuse. It's the podcast is just an excuse to polish off a few bottles of wine. I've I've been on it. I've seen you. I've seen what you're up to. Margarita's at 11am. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> today on the show, we got to talk uh, a bit of um, AFL, NRL, obviously exciting times, origin around the corner, teams have been announced, but also the NBA. We have some champs and my bet has gone down the toilet. we got all that and more coming up next. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age any fitness at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a CellAid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your CellAid at CellAid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. Well, let's talk about the NBA straight away. Uh, look, my prediction was the Heat to uh, mm. upset all the odds and manage to take this out, but they were... Look, there's no other way to put it. They were completely out, outmatched, outclassed. Nikola Jokic, who should have been the MVP, finally gets a ring. Denver get a championship. Um, a few little funny moments out of this, but the Nuggets, they beat Miami Heat 94-89. to 89. A lot of talk, uh, not just about how dominant they were uh, with the Nuggets in this whole playoff series, actually, um, but also the post-win celebrations from Nikola Jokic. Yeah, well, it was convincing, wasn't it? 4-1 win. Um, and, yeah, Jokic should have been a three-time MVP. Um, he's a two-time, he's a five-time All-Star, and now he's got a, a championship ring, mate. So congratulations to him. But, yeah, they were laughing post-celebration. He put the big ski goggles on to shake up the champagne and um, and and blow it everywhere. And uh, it was like a 90-year-old man just sort of dribbled out. It was a bit of a fizzer. Yeah, uh, look, not the not the big <laughs> popping of the cork for the first ever no. championship for the Denver Nuggets. That's their first one. Uh, people, they love doing it. Every time someone wins a championship, is this a dynasty? All right, give it a rest. Just enjoy the fact that they've managed to win themselves. And Aussie uh, was a part of that team as well. So an Australian has gotten themselves yes. an NBA championship uh, in there, reaching the summit uh, victory. Victorian Jack White, the seventh Aussie to win an NBA wow. championship, playing with the Nuggets, but a little known name. No one would really uh, probably knew that he was on that side, to be honest, <laughs> for the Nuggets. No, and it was funny that they interviewed um, Nikola Jostik at the end of the game too, and they said, how do you feel? He says, it's good, it's good. The job is done now. 
we can go home. Yeah, there's something about those <laughs> European basketball emotions. Yeah, yeah. You know what, though? He loves a beer. There's been so many shots okay. of him just smashing beers, sometimes on uh, on game day. So, you know, I think it'd be great. He'd be well suited to do a breakdown here in Australia. One thing I did also mm-hmm. like there as well was um, the video was doing the rounds of Jamal Murray after the win, going through and high-fiving people that were courtside yeah. and completely icing Russell Wilson from the Denver Broncos, who obviously had one of the worst seasons ever, just completely ignored him and his partner as he walked past them. And people are like, yeah, you can't talk to the champions until you get get enough wins on the board. That's it. Well done. So big win for the Nuggets there in the NBA. Um, Looking across to cricket, another big win as well. Australia claiming the World Test Championship. But explain this to me, Shano. Both teams copped fines. Yes. And the Indian Indian side, did they lose their match payments, like entirely? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so both teams were fined with slow over rates. Um, Shub McGill was fined with dissent. So he decided to, um, where he got caught in a gully by Kem Green, and Kem Green claimed the catch, and it was controversial whether he had his fingers underneath the ball or not. I thought he did. But Shub McGill decided to text at 3.15am. Uh, <laughs> which is never good. He, 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 so he's got done for dissent there, um, and rightly so. Um, so, the, yeah, they've lost their, lot, lot of that. They haven't lost all their match payments, but uh, the Australian team, just for slow over rates, would have lost a bit as well. But they don't care, mate. We are world test champions. So what happens there? So what, the Indian side just basically played for no money? Yeah, but they've got heaps of money, mate. So they're talking about probably about a 20K fee each for playing the test match. Um, so they would have lost most of that, each of them. But you know, some some of them are on you know thirty forty million dollars a year minimum. Still, that seems wild to me that they can just go. Ah, oh, well, you didn't play, you didn't get paid for this because you took too long to bowl the ball. It just seems so outrageous to me. Yeah, <laughs> well, they want they want to keep the game sort of moving forward, and um, yeah, but it's, it's really really hard sometimes when you have got to try and slow the game down to um, yeah stop momentum or you got to get your field right. It's really really hard to keep up with the with the bowling over rates sometimes. There's, I know as a former captain, it can be bloody tough. Well, um, the Aussies are now world champions, and now we get ready for the mm. big the big one on the calendar, which is obviously against the Poms. Uh, what's your feeling with this Australian cricket side? Well, the side, the side will pretty much pick itself. The only spot in question is Boland versus Hazelwood. Um, I saw um, uh, Brad Haddon speaking about it last night. I don't think he's lost, lost his marbles, Brad Haddon, because he said Hazelwood should play over bowl and I, I just don't see how he can Hazelwood is a, don't get me wrong he's a world class fast bowler but he's only played three tests out of a possible 14 since the last Ashes wow. he's had side injuries back injuries um, uh, and uh, an Achilles injury right ongoing so he's just not right Boland isn't in, in the top form of his life he's he's played 33 um, sorry he's played eight tests to date he's taken 33 wickets to only 14 um, and he's the third best in history uh, average to bowl a thousand balls in Test cricket, so he's right up there. I think you've got to pick him. The other big one, the other stat, mate, I'm, I'm really interested to see that the last nine Test matches Steve Smith has played in England, these are his scores: 143, 144, 142, 92, 211, 82, 80, 23, and 121. 
Does that put hell. him at an average of about 120? Is that his... Um, well, it's <laughs> got to be higher than that, doesn't it? There's, there's three 140s or 120 to 211, yeah. <laughs> Huge. And his last nine test matches, so unbelievable. Man, that's some wild stats right there. Uh, th- this is obviously mm. the test match on the calendar. I know I-, I just wanted to pick your brain on this really quickly because I saw a discussion online about this. What do you think about the future of test cricket? There's been some discussion around the idea that with the growing strength and influence of IPL owners mm-hmm. that, you know, test cricket will probably only be played by the bigger heavyweights of cricket, Australia, India and yep. England in the future because other teams, other countries just won't be able to afford to do it and then players, like we've seen some of these contracts come out, won't be available to play for their nation. Do you see a world where test cricket maybe doesn't exist? I really hope not, but I think so. Wow. I really do. Yeah, you, I really do. I think um, with the central contracts, with players signing to these franchises, that, as you just alluded to, it is going to happen. It started already. Um, you'll see um, you know, Dave Warner, who said he'll retire from um, Test Cricket. Well, he'll sign a central contract mm. straight away, uh, which will allow him to play in all these tournaments around the world. But you've already got um, nations like South Africa saying they don't really want to play Test Cricket. Uh, cost them too much money. They want to focus more on one-day cricket. They earn more money out of that. So they're, they're, they're sort of tuning down their schedule, um, and you'll start to see that from the minnows as well. So it'll probably be Australia, India, you know, England, maybe New Zealand. Even New Zealand don't want to play a hell of a lot of test cricket as well. So, yeah, it's And this it's is purely because of the cost? Yeah. This is purely because of the cost? It's because of the cost, and they um, it's, it's very expensive to put on. Um, they're not getting the broadcast rights for it. Um, yeah, it's all very competitive, and they're not getting the best players playing in, in some of these smaller countries. But the West Indies haven't had the, a number one team for a number of years because all their decent players just play in the IPL and other franchises like the Big Bash. So do you reckon there's a way to save it, or it's, it's pretty much it's going to be up to whether these owners come to the table and maybe go, yeah, we wouldn't mind investing in test cricket? <laughs> well, yeah, but then it's, it's the countries that own it, isn't it? So that's the difference. Yeah. It's privately owned in the IPL, the, the franchises, where versus the, the country is the is the nation that you play for. Cricket Australia is owned by, you know, it's, it's, it's a national body. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's sad, mate, but it's definitely heading that way. Wow, there you go. Mm. That's a bit of a grim assessment yep. from uh, from a former captain. <laughs> so, bit grim. Um, quickly before we take a break here, for those that have been waiting for his return to the court, which I actually, I genuinely have been, mm. uh, Nick Curios looks like he'll be stepping onto the court at Stuttgart to get back into, hopefully, what is championship level four. Hopefully, mate. Um, so hopefully, he's trying to get himself right, for, potentially for Wimbledon. Um, he's had seven-month layoff due to injuries. Look, it was a knee injury, and he said it wasn't that bad, but it's, you know, he's never been, I don't think he's ever been a big trainer, old Nick. Um, no. But at 28 years of age, he should be in the prime of his life as, as, a, as a professional tennis player. I just hope that he really works hard, gets, gets it right, and stays in the court. And, you know, he, he showed glimpses. He, he can win something, this guy, but, um, you know, time is running out quick. Time is running out quick, mate. Make the most of it. He's a good grass court player yes, as well. Is. So that'll be quite exciting. His little bromance with Joker, maybe we can see them up yeah. against each other yeah. in the uh, Wimbledon draw. And who knows? Maybe he'll shock the world and do something that it seems like no one in the tennis draw can do, which is stop the greatest of all time. That's so it. let's uh, take a quick break. We're going to talk AFL, NRL, and some news in boxing as well up next. Hi, it's David Poir here host of the Employability Podcast. 
We have a new season of episodes for you to listen to. So if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world, tune in. On the pod, we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in Australia. Find the Employability Podcast on any podcast app and click to follow. Let's kick it off with AFL here, uh, Shana. Richmond, uh, no surprises here. Marlon Pickett, oh, he won't be playing um, this weekend. I think he's got a bit on, actually. He's going for a walk around commercial properties. Now, this story, for those who don't know, Marlon Pickett <laughs> made his um, AFL debut in a grand final, 2020, when um, Richmond won, uh, won the flag. So he went from obscurity, just playing club football, into a grand final and had a cracking game. Somewhere after that 2020 grand final, the next couple of years, in the off-seasons, he was going back to Perth and allegedly has been involved in 400Ks worth of burglaries on commercial properties. Yeah, this is... So I don't, I don't, what's he doing, This mate? is one of the most insane stories, and I can't wait to hear more from it. Like, innocent until yep. proven guilty, sure. But the way the time frame works is it essentially happened in the off-season. So yep. what they're basically saying is that rather than, you know, getting himself... Or maybe this was how he was getting himself fit in the off-season <laughs> uh, for the AFL season coming up, doing some sprinting from the cops. But he apparently <laughs> did this between December and January, 2022 to 2023, yep. allegedly. Um, but I want to know, like, he would have been on decent money sure, when it comes to playing AFL. So then, like, why did you – what were the steps that led you to this, if this is indeed what happened? Because this sounds like a true crime podcast or a, some kind of TV series to be put together about how an AFL player yeah. signing a great contract on decent money decided to duck over to WA, where his team doesn't even reside, and do a string of burglaries that amount to, you know, just under half a million dollars. Well, that, that's where his mates are, right? And I always say to my kids, show us your friends and I'll show us your future. Yeah, and, right. Uh, maybe just hang out, hanging out with the wrong bunch over there. Um, but you're dead right, mate. So prior to the AFL Grand Final, he would have been playing for a club, it's a local footy club, maybe getting a couple hundred bucks a game and maybe getting 10 schooners at the end of the day, you know, down a local bowling club. Um, he then plays a cracking Grand Final, gets signed on probably 400K, um, he would have been – he's improved every year, so he probably would have been on half a million bucks by the time he's starting to do these breaking enters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't get what he's doing. I'm also intrigued to find out how do you – like what are you taking to make it 400,000-odd yeah. dollars yeah. worth of stuff? Carpet? Well, yeah, what are you doing? What, what, what do you take from a – Stripping the copper from the walls? That's a yeah. – you're getting all the whole thing. A few laptops. <laughs> uh, let's go from one – I want the movie rights, Shad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to make you some money. Uh, let's go from a wild story in the AFL to a basket case in the NRL. Your St. George, uh, Illawarra Dragons. They are rumoured. It's looking like we're going to hear it this week. Shane Flanagan will be leaving the the, uh, Sea Eagles and heading over to St. George. Is this the move that is going to be, one, good for your club? Is it going to be enough to turn things around? And two, is this even a good move for Shane Flanagan? Well, it's a good move for Flanagan. He was um, involved in the Cronulla drug saga and he was deregistered as a coach in 2018. So he's been five years in obscurity. Um, he's assistant coach now to Manly. Um, so he's been offered this job and um, you can't blame him for taking it. Whether that's going to allow um, uh, the current crop of players to do well under him, because I think he's a decent coach, um, but will, will that attract new players to the club? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think he's got the kind of mystique around him that no. people are like, oh, I can't wait to play with Flanagan. I will say mm. he does have some mates in the senior in the senior like veterans that might be able to get into people's ears potentially, but okay. yep. I don't think anyone 
overly doubts Flanagan as a coach. I think it's the stink of what happened with the Canola saga yeah. that probably weighs more. I imagine another Flanagan will end up at St George with mm. this signing. Um, mm. One half, maybe, potentially going yeah. to the St George Dragons. Yeah. So you know that he'll probably sign there. But, yeah, I, I wonder for a team that's got yeah, it's had players blatantly saying to people not to come. It's got a board that is still bickering as if the merger had just taken place still. Uh, the problem with this club isn't the coaching staff. It's the people that are on that board that have also got to try and find what would be what. I don't know what the deal would be, but I imagine it would have been worth million at least of the drag yep. of the St. George Bank sponsorship. They've got they've got big they've got big issues at the moment, not just when it comes to the footy side, but the actual commercial viability of this club uh, that they're going to have to tackle. And I think Flanagan's walking into an awful job, but it just shows how desperate you got to be sometimes in the coaching. Well, the, the Dragons better keep some some, uh, some money in the budget for the the new team doctor that he's going to bring in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, let's talk New South Wales origin very quickly. Um, a few. A few, well, a few changes in this. New South Wales have made a raft of changes mm-hmm. to this squad. Uh, look, we've got Reese Robson into the squad. Uh, he's on the bench, although the rumour is that he might swap with Cook come game day. Uh, Greg Alexander basically let it slip in a radio conversation to basically let it know that they're probably going to do that. That means he could debut his first ever origin. He's going to be starting at the, at the hooker position potentially. Mm-hmm. It really makes you wonder. A lot of people are believing in North Queensland Cowboys really turn their season around because their representation in origin has been surprising considering... And, and they do well when they play too. Yeah, so that's that's mm. a big change up for you. You've also got um, Stefano Yutokamanu from the Tigers. Who would have thought mm. a Tigers player would be represented... <laughs> Inside of origin. Does this uh, raft of changes just show the desperation of the Blues here? Of course, Moses is going to be in the half position alongside Luai. Uh, that's due to injury to Cleary. What's your take on this side? Do you think they're going to be able to do uh, the job against my guys here in Brisbane? Well, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a scoop for the for afternoon sport listeners. And uh, the rumour going around is that Nico Hines was going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know that his mum has had issues with drugs and the law. Um, to the point where Nico Hines only uh, probably six months ago went to court and pledged that he would look after his mum. So take the duty of care on her and um, she would live with him. Um, apparently, the rumour is that she's gone sort of a bit AWOL um, t- to the point where that's why he had his worst ever club game last weekend. Right. And then he apparently called Freddie Fiddler and said, mate, the game's in Queensland, I can't leave my mum right now, I have to, I have to withdraw. Hence why Moses has got the got the gig. That's the rumor I'm hearing, mate. Yeah, whether that's true or not, but uh, it's a pretty good source. Well, I think you know if that is the case, Nico Hines, without the battle lines of origin, obviously if he puts a sky mm-hmm. blue jumper on for New South Wales, I'll hate him with everything else of my being. Sure, but um, as a fan of the game, he is one of my favourite personalities in rugby league. Um, mm-hmm. He's such a great advocate for mental health. He's a great advocate for players, for fans, uh, you know. And he's such a great player on the field and a great bloke yep. off it. That you know, if this is the case, like I hope, I hope things start to turn around for his mother and stuff. And yeah, I agree. Because that, that, that is a shame. Because yep. that, that's also a big, that's a big man move. 
it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a big man's decision to make. Yeah, it. like to say you, your, your family comes first. Yeah, yeah family you know, comes first. I mean, the the career aspect of Origin it's such an important yeah. part of the calendar. You never know when you're going to get your opportunity again, especially the position that he plays. Um, mm. People seem to hold their position for years, uh, and then there's also the financial side of it. You get paid pretty well to play an Origin game. Um, and you're also defined by your origin performances as a as a rugby league player. And um, you know, when when all all is said and done, your career's finished. That's how you're remembered um, by the. You know, if he goes up there and has a blinder and 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 we win game two and then we mm. go on to win the series, which has never been done before, he'd be an absolute legend. But um, but you know, look, trophies I, I, on the cabinet. I just hope everything's right. Trophies on yeah. the cabinet mean one thing, but family means another. So it's if that is the yeah, case, does, that's mate. a that's a big move yep. for him to withdraw himself from yep. origin. With that said, take nothing away from Moses getting picked in that squad. Mm. He played so. Well, uh, against the Bulldogs, obviously it is the Bulldogs, but it was a yeah. it was a great game on Monday night. Definitely deserving his spot there. As a Queenslander, I tipped us to win three straight um, before the season began. I think it was in my predictions, but um, <laughs> so I'm obviously thinking that we're going to put it away in Brisbane. I'll be stoked. I'll be running nude down Caxton Street if it happens, mate. But uh, what's your feeling about this squad? Can they get Mate, the job done? I know I've asked you once more, but I'm going to ask you again, just in case you have a string of confidence in you. I'm not confident. I'll tell you what I will do. If it's looking like Queensland are going to win, I'm going to book a flight straight to Brisbane and I'm going to look for you with a taser. I'm going to taser your nude ass running down Caxton Street. <laughs> mate, don't threaten me with a good time. All right? Very good, mate. Uh, Go to Blues. Go to Blues. Come on. Come on. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. But before we go, a big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Cell AED. It's the world's smallest defibrillator. It could save your life or a loved is, one. Is that what you're going to bring to Brisbane? If the... <laughs> yeah, I will do. <laughs> I won't be giving you mouth to mouth, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then. See you then, guys. Take care. Hi, this is Mary Kay from Ladies Who League. And let me tell you, I've listened to so many rugby league podcasts. Fire Up's one of them. Find Fire Up on any podcast app.